Welcome to the FX Money Show podcast. FX Money Show podcast. Where your host, Nick, uses his 30 years of experience to demolish the FX markets while exposing the how, why, and when of Forex in front of your eyes. So take the foggles off, subscribe and share with your most trusted friends. Pet the cat. Yes, I said pet the kitty cat. Choose some gum and put the headphones on the bone dome. Time is money. And this is the FX Money Show. Is it that bad yet? It's very um, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like I don't have that much confidence, so I should practice more. Maybe not on here, but I kind of feel like I'm at, you know, like a kindergartner's recital. You know, you have to clap, but you know it was bad, you know. <laughs> like, oh, good job. Hey, <laughs> you tried so hard. <laughs> it, it's probably better that I play the ukulele than the radio. Really? Because Yeah, yeah, because the radio, I kid you not, um, the radio, I play that and it goes out of tune. It's really pretty bad. Your ukulele's out of tune, too, just to let you know. It's jazz. You wouldn't know. It's a special kind of tuning. It's a special special kind of tuning. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to tune that out. Thank you. Tune out. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, So how's... um, uh, Did you trade yesterday? You talking to me? You talking to me? I was... Right. Yeah, I traded yes. Who else is on the call? Other oh oh Liam. Was yesterday other Tuesday? Yeah. If yesterday was Tuesday, he traded. Yeah. Um No, I traded yesterday. Traded it was yesterday. Friday. Before I started oh. working on, on some, some coding. But yeah, I did. Oh what did what did you code? Oh, yeah. oh okay. Uh so you know, uh, a different version of our plog plot. Plog. Sentiment. Plog yeah. and Delpa. You know, Don't ask where I came up with them. Oh, the, I didn't come up with Plog. That was you. Well, the Plog was unintentional. The Plog was actually a typo. And Whatever. I said, you know what? Because plot, T and T, T and G are just over, you know, the T is just over top of the G. And you know I don't have letters <laughs> on right. my keyboard. <laughs> so. I was going to say, how would you know if it's right over the G? You can't see that. Because I, I do know where the letters are, but I have to, I actually have to look at the blank keyboard to recognize where the letter would be. <laughs> you know, um, are you supposed to get a new one? Didn't I, like, win a bet? That you had to, and you had to buy yourself a new keyboard. Hello, I think, my, I think my microphone is going out. Hello, hello, oh. my speaker's not working. Hello? That's Alex. Alex has to buy it. Oh, Alex oh. has to buy it. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's what it yes. is. You see the video Alex did yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Classic, epic. <laughs> oh boy, a little too snuggly. <laughs> Uh, oh man yeah that was funny but how did he he said 1400 kilometers or some ridiculous number of uh, or ridiculous distance but how did he do that in one day I don't know I, he must have been uh, driving a really fast car he's yeah. got a Tesla he's not telling us he slept <laughs> he's all got a way Tesla. 
<laughs> he's got a test. self drove. Yeah, he's yeah. got a, he's got a Tesla. He stops by the local power plant where they burn coal in order to produce the electricity for his Tesla. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's here. Here's an idea, though. You know, because I I do have a little bit of an engineer mind. Um, at least my six year old says. Uh, but uh, here's an idea. You take a steam boiler, right? Not that we're going to talk about power plant distribution and everything, but you take a steam boiler and that obviously takes water to create the steam, but the steam can in fact produce energy, you know, in kind of the traditional power plant settings or configuration. But why not take the very same water as you're boiling it and produce hydrogen, which then goes into the boiler to boil the other portion or mass of water to produce the steam? You see all these, you can get kits now. Um, I actually acquired a book uh, because I'm going to take an antique car and make it hydrogen power, I think. Oh, cool. Like a, uh, like a 1926 Model T. You and know what? I saw one of those yesterday. I got a picture of it. I'll send it to you. That's why I said it. That's why I said it, because you took a photo of it on the parade. Um, so am I right? I didn't know I sent that to you, though. You didn't send it to me. My wife took that picture. Yeah, but uh, trust me, I know. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm like, wait, how did, what's going on here? I'm um, confused. That Sorry. is that is intuitive. Um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Liam? Uh, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do you work... Nick, do you work for Google? Can you hear what I'm saying when no. I have my phone? No, 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 no. Don't, don't that, lie. All, all my, all my life, all, all my life, all, all my life, I've been able to read. Not everybody, but um, read people that uh, I'm a little bit more um, connected with. All my I don't life. Get it? I literally have never seen a Model T in person. I don't understand how you knew I saw. I'm a little freaked out. Right now. <laughs> Sorry, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's just I'm an empath, and I absorb what you know people are doing. And and when I saw the photo of um, you taking the candy, candy from a baby, the first yeah. thing I thought was Parade Model T. Really? Yeah. That that was literally just after, or no, it was just before. Yeah, that was just before we saw the Model T, and I was like, I told my wife take a picture to show her dad. He's really into, you know, cars. How in the world? It's funny. It's funny. What was it's I a, wearing? It, it, it's <laughs> the force is strong with this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were you wearing? You don't want yeah, the what public. Was I wearing? You don't want the public to know. <laughs> a bikini. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Alex, Alex and his bikinis, <laughs> teeny weeny, <laughs> yellow polka, yellow polka bikini. dot bikini. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, it just it, it happens. That's what I that's what I thought, and that's amazing. Yeah, good times, good times. All right. So anyway, so if you take, I mean, you can get like I started to say, you can get kits to produce you know hydrogen for vehicles, and it increases the the mileage. Um, yeah, and I want to do that for uh, an old car. Um, and make it a fun, That's cool. you know, kind of a theme, yeah. you know, theme type thing. Um, but um, anyway, so I bought a book to convert uh, or to produce hydrogen. So I'm thinking, all right, you know, I do have kind of a fascination with um, old machinery and steam engines and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I thought, well, if you've got a, a steam boiler you know, like a vertical steam boiler, why can't you produce the hydrogen um, from the movement or the generation of power, produce hydrogen, which then burns the or boils the water to produce the steam. And then, you know, so it's kind of recirculating and it would truly be green energy um, of sorts uh, because it's not burning any fossil fuels. Uh, but it would produce the electricity as a result of the hydrogen burning as fuel. Interesting. But anyway, Model T. Um, Model T. I'm yeah. lost, but it sounds cool. Uh, still stuck in the Model T. Yeah, a little bit. I'm still like, how... Does, does he always know what I'm doing? No, 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 no. <laughs> I turned those off. Like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, but, um, yeah, so, um, but, uh, yeah, that's, I, I, I do enjoy that. Like, one of the things that I've, um, um, you know, tinkered around with was, you know, producing energy production um, from alternative methods like um, gasification. Um, you know, and everything has carbon, everything on this planet has carbon in it, um, including brain cells, you know, but, um, um, and sometimes too much carbon, <laughs> but, uh, you know, carbon being in, in wood in paper and, um, literally everything. Well, that carbon can produce heated at the right temperature in, an inner environment can produce gas, which then can be burned in engines, just like hydrogen. Oh. What's up, Alex? We were just talking about you. Yep, we were. Nick must have known you were about to get on. He's in his bikini. <laughs> Hello. There Hello. he is. So, um, Alex, were you um, by chance yesterday... Um, driving in a Model T? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> See? <laughs> Were you at a parade? Oh. No? Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Were you freaking me out. Were you in Pennsylvania? <laughs> what were you talking about? In About trading? Trading? Uh, no, no. We haven't actually mentioned anything about trading so far. No, today. no. no but, uh, what do you mean? Uh, no, you missed. Um, Cody is a little bit shocked um, mm -hmm. because 
yesterday, remote to me, by the way, um, yesterday, um, apparently, uh, Cody had taken a photo of a Model T, which is an old car or an old truck, and um, like a 1926, well, between, I don't know the years they make them, but... um, I don't remember. Yeah, but he took a photo, and he was at a parade and sent a picture of a blanket full of candy at a parade i I saw that and and when when i saw when i saw the photo of the candy at the parade i thought oh a a model t an old car Mm. well just before that he had his wife take a picture to show her dad the 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 photo of the model t so then we get on this call, and I ask, you know, what did I say? I don't know. Um, uh, Something so, about converting a Model yeah, converting T a to Model hydrogen. T. Yeah. yeah, converting a Model T, and it was just kind of... And then I explained how I knew that he had taken a photo of a Model T. Which creeps me out, because I think he might work for Google or Facebook <laughs> and be listening to everything I say and do. <clears throat> or understand where the markets are moving next. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. And it goes back to trading. Yeah, it goes, it goes. Cody, it's in yeah. it's in the plug. He, he's it's got just, you with the plug. Got me with the plug. But <laughs> I wrote the plug. He wrote the plug. <laughs> now, what a, did I put in it? That's a backdoor. <laughs> oh, <geez>. no. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's, let's, let's serenade Alex. Oh, Shall we? No. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, I get a yes. I know we're not friends anymore, Cody. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. That's enough. That's enough. I don't want, you know, I, I don't want to uh, embarrass any professional musicians, you know, the, the, the world famous musicians. You know, I don't want to embarrass them with my, um, with my talents. Um, you know. Not that it's remotely possible, but yeah, whatever. All right, so um, back to trading, um, Cody. You trading. did you did trade? Uh, did, how'd you Yesterday? do this? How'd you do this week? Oh, this week, uh, it's pretty good. Um, let me pull up my weekly statement and do some very quick math. Uh, almost. Uh, what would that be? Uh, almost thirty percent. That's a good week. Yeah, almost. It's like twenty nine, maybe twenty eight point eight, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good week. Not bad. And um, uh, Liam, did you trade? How many days did you trade this week? I traded three days. All right. And I did not trade Tuesday or Thursday, I believe. Okay, how'd you how'd you do? You come out ahead. Uh, I came out ahead on two out of those three days. Okay. And then I had I had technical software issues on the one, and and so that that day beat me, beat me. Okay. But okay. otherwise, yeah, um, you know, even that was the that was the the good news for me was, even though I had to overcome some unexpected losses, uh, you know that the, the, the the data doesn't lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 doesn't. It, it does not lie. 
Um, and uh, Svenja? Hi. Yeah, I tried it this week. So yeah, Friday. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, start, start with the beginning of the week. How how'd the beginning of the week go for you? Like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, pretty solid, I would say. Um, I I don't have the figures in head, unfortunately, for the for the beginning of the week. But I I definitely know Friday. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope that's that's fine. Okay. Um. And and so you had Monday through Thursday was profitable for you. I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely, absolutely profitable. Yeah. 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 And and what did you do on uh, on uh, yesterday? Oh, yesterday was a special day. Yeah, actually, it was the first day I actually opened my my live account. Okay, so Whoa. you you transitioned to live. Um, this is this is good. And and how did you do yesterday? Oh, it was good. It was good. Uh, I, um, well, I yesterday actually I traded two accounts. Uh-huh. One demo account, which actually is a copy of the live account, like same size and everything, mm-hmm. and the live account. So first I was a bit like, ah, maybe I should push it to like next week to try trade. Mm-hmm. So I first tra- uh, traded demo account, um, and there I made 7% okay. return. Uh, actually, confidence there. Yeah, yeah confidence. <laughs> so I, I was at 7% confidence there. Uh, and then I was reminded that Monday actually is a holiday. Mm-hmm. So I thought like, ah, oh, well, okay. So I got the nerve to actually start trading the, the live account. I mm-hmm. did. Uh, actually, I, I must admit it was like late hours, pretty much, at least for me. Yep. Uh, I made 2%. All right. Yeah, yeah so it was pretty good. Oh. And, uh, oh. I, I didn't want to overtrade. I probably could have got more, but uh, it was the first day. And I thought I, 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 I start quiet, uh, slow. But it was really, I was so happy. And to be to be fair, it didn't feel any difference. I didn't feel any difference. And First, I thought I was I would be so nervous, uh, yeah. but it, it was going quite good. And, and and that's the question I had for you. I mean, because there there is a difference for for most, you know, there is a difference. Well, screw it. For everyone, there is a difference. But if your confidence is shaky at the start. It's going to exacerbate the lack of confidence when you transition to a, a live environment. But if your confidence is strong in you know a demo environment, you're not going to recognize the difference between, say, ninety-five uh, percent confidence and ninety percent confidence. That's not a huge you know uh, a huge number. You know, just it, with the inverse of it. You know, each of you, excuse me, hold on, excuse me, Um, Cody, I don't recall, but Svenja and Alex and Liam, each of you, your confidence was lower um, when, and probably substantially lower or no confidence uh, when you started uh, on this approach. Um, Jumping from wherever that starting point was to 60%, 70% is almost immediate, almost immediate until the point where you employ some rules and you start to actually, you know, engage the strategy and, and the analysis. Jumping from 70 to 
80 is not so bad. It takes a little bit of work. Jumping from 80 to 90 starts to get a little bit more difficult. This is the, the high end of the echelon, the top end. You know, but jumping from 90 to 95 takes five times longer than it did to get from 80 to 90. You know, so really honing that knife, you know, that knife's edge takes a lot of time. A lot of time. But, you know, that recognition or the differential between that 95 and 90, it's really not noticeable. It's only a couple of percent difference. And that's, I think, what you experience. Where, all right, you, you've got your demo environment trades 5, 6, 7 percent, and then you've got your live environment a couple of percent. So you stick, you stick with those rules, and what will happen is you'll start to see another advancing climb in confidence on your live environment. That's how it typically goes. You know, for just about everybody, you know, just about everybody, you'll see another climb. But that's all good. Um, Alex, did you uh, did you trade, um, uh, or were you on the beach traveling? Both. All of them. But yes, uh, I, I trade three days, I think, of this week. Okay. And uh, 3%, I remember. 3% for the three days? So 1% a day? Mm, yeah, more or okay. less, yes. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, and uh, Liam, what would you give others as far as a suggestion? Um, to uh, adapting to a different approach on the markets. I'm not sure if this is where you're going. Um, I definitely got a valuable lesson in redundancy. Um, I can now attack my account from three different points in the case in the event of technical difficulty. That was a change that I definitely had to make this week. Okay. All right. Yeah, redundancy, uh, connectivity, connectivity-wise is is pretty good. It can be really good. It can be critical. It can be critical. Right. Um, and Cody, what would you suggest? Um, Four people. Uh, turn off your phones um, when you're not using them because you never know who is listening. Oh, oh that's, you were talking about trading. Oh, <laughs> yeah, trading sorry. wise. No, no, no. I'm still stuck on the Model T. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Uh, trading wise, um, I, don't, I mean, there's a lot of things I want to say, but they, they might be rude. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Um, forget what you know <laughs> or what you think you know yeah. about yeah. Um, price action or SMC or ICT itchy scratchies whatever you call them just forget it mm -hmm. it's useless mm -hmm. and it's starting to get pissed off about it now but it yeah. is useless um yeah. you need a better um approach to the markets don't trade on candles trade on data that's mm -hmm. it yeah and i had that hey. go ahead hey nick i actually I, I i'd like to amend my answer if i could um the the real lesson the real lesson i learned was trust the the data because uh what actually happened without too much detail is when i when i had that technical difficulty it was an mt4 uh glitch when i tried to ch change time frames 
to confirm what I already knew. And that froze up my platform. Mm. And if I had just went with the rules, we wouldn't, we would have a, a completely different conversation right now. Maybe I need to learn the redundancy thing. And that was how I learned it. But, uh, trust the rules that would be what i would really say yeah 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 and um and there's a you know it's another conversation on the difference between static data uh and dynamic data right so uh, what i'm assuming transpired is trying to take live market analysis tick by tick based analysis which then has to it first has to calculate it and then it has to plot it you know onto the chart but it's not anything that can be seen in history right you don't get it in history it only happens live um, and that's kind of the benefit of the models that we've built um, but if you're going to take that dynamic data as your platform stores it or populates it, <clears throat> you can't change time frames very easily without it either resetting or failing the system. So what you have to do is keep your chart. So if you've got a, a one minute chart open and you're going to compare it to a five minute or a 15, um, what you want to do is open up a separate set of charts because the data is that dynamic. You know, and it's analyzing things on the fly for you, which goes to another conversation, which we've had before, you know, the case for data and strategy. You know, you can build strategies and hopefully this makes sense to people that are listening. You can build strategy all day long on candles. And it will fail consistently. It might provide a profit. But the level of risk in building strategy on the candles is significant. And even if you get to that, you know, you get to that 80%, you know, win-loss ratio, which is nice, it's not the best. But even if you get to that level, the fact that you're using candles to build the strategy in itself is a flawed approach because you're naturally following the market. Because candles are, in fact, indicators. It's an indication of where price is. Sometimes the price is equal to the bid right now on the candle. Sometimes it's not. And that's why retail traders get requotes so much more frequently than anyone on the institutional you know, venues. Right? But don't build strategy on the candles. Build strategy on the data that causes the candles. And I assure you, you'd be in a much, much, much better place. And that's it. And that's it. Um, so that it, it's just a, a tremendously different view. And Cody was right in, in saying, you know, forget, you know, forget what you know. I think you said it, Cody. Forget what you know. Um, if it hasn't worked yet, the chances of it working in the future are already slim to nothing. Right? So the best thing that most traders can do is if they're not 60%, 70%, 80% accurate on their trading is wipe the slate clean. 
and but I'm I'm speaking from a very general you know point of view. You know, seventy percent is good. Can you make money trading seventy percent? Yes. Is the approach going to have more flaws than you know ninety percent accuracy? Yeah, maybe. Probably. Does it mean you can't make a profit? No, but does it include significantly more risk? Absolutely. So minimize that risk. No matter what you're doing, what you're trading, always minimize your risk and understand that those candles are, in fact, delayed. And if you're waiting on price action to give you the trigger of a signal, then that confirms that you are in fact trading on the candles. You know, ICT, SMC, you know, those retail concepts, and that's all they are, is retail concepts, unproven theory, um, without data to verify it. Uh, it's just trading on candle and price action. And as we know, sentiment leads price by volume, and volume leads price in itself. So sentiment and volume happen well before the price action. Cody, anything else? You were going to say something else. I was going to, you were talking about uh, accuracy. I was going to ask you, what was your, uh, what was your profitable trade percentage, your accuracy yesterday? I already know the answer, but I think um, I'm pretty sure I saw it. Yesterday was, um, well, I'll tell you. Yesterday was um, a good a good day. Just call yeah. it that. But uh, hold on a second. I know. I get the the zoom thing is in my way. I want to take a screenshot here. That, that was yesterday. Yep. That's what I thought. You wanna do you wanna say that out loud? Or can um, you not? Well I I had um I had taken now not the numbers, just the percentage. Well I well I, I wanna explain it. So Okay. Three hundred and fifty trades, right? But three hundred and fifty trades is um broken down by the number of positions that I've taken. So if I've got 350 trades, I might, and in a couple of them, I know I took probably 20 legs, 30 legs by time that position was over. So say it goes my way, I take a couple of legs, it pulls back against me without any sentiment pulling lower um, or pulling back more than a breach of, or a violation of movement. Um, and then I start building that position again as it starts to go my direction again. You know, so 350 legs. I probably took uh, 10 positions. You know, maybe maybe 15 positions overall. Um, one of them, I know, I had you know 40 to 50 different trade legs, and I was just milking the crap out of it. You know, so um, I had 350 trade legs, and out of those trade legs, the percentage of total was 345, which is 98.57 uh, percent 
accuracy on on those 350 with an expected payoff of $138.02 on each individual um, trade like so it was um it's a good day it was a good day drawdown is a like a tenth of a no. drawdown is one hundredth of one percent well is one hundredth yeah I'm not mm -hmm. good at math <laughs> yeah yeah so um pretty good but it was it was good um i peeled i peeled some out you know of um of this account uh and i started piling more into it getting the pips to go to work there you go but uh yeah so if we take nick's 98 percent and Spenya's 2% for opening a live trading account on a Friday afternoon going into a U.S. holiday weekend, that's 100%. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. But, yeah. So it was... Um, no more pips out there for anybody else. <laughs> well, I, I needed a bigger canoe. Yesterday I had to get a bigger canoe. Well, yeah, I think well, like Liam's uh, your your accuracy is usually like as far as like the your winning trades is somewhere around eighty percent typically, right? Anywhere from seventy-five to ninety percent, you know, given the day. Am I right? Yeah, I had a bad day uh, midweek, seventy-six point five six percent. I was actually embarrassed to show that, but and that's a bad that was day. my lowest point in a long time. That's still pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, accuracy. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. You know, you go into, and I, and I did it yesterday, and there's a couple of people that are pinging me this morning, you know, and most of them are argumentative. You know, they, they, they don't understand how the market moves, you know, to begin with, let alone how do you, how do you expand on, you know, how do you get to a level of profitability, you know, anything above 90% and do it consistently? Well, you have to understand where the market moves, how the market moves, why the market moves. And if you're studying price action, you're not going to get there. Mm -hmm. You're just not going to get there. Um, or if you're relying on price action, let's put it that way. If you're relying on price action, you're not going to get there. Studying price action is different. And studying price action can, in fact have the same structural components or physical uh, properties as what we would call action on volume, action on the indexes, action on sentiment. Action is important. There's no doubt. Action is important. The failure of action to continue to a new high is telltale of the reversal. And we see that all the time, whether we're looking at sentiment, whether we're looking at volume, or heck, even the candles themselves, the, the telltale. But it's not the price in candles that govern the direction at all, which is why you'll see a high in the candles, and then it'll move to a new low. Right? But, as I mean, as an example, what's on the screen is an example of that so here's 
a series of lower highs on sentiment as price moves higher. And once it breaks down in sentiment, that's it. Candle, the candles still go for four more candles before they break lower. And if you're just listening to the podcast, there will be a video component of this uh, that I'll produce on YouTube. But, uh, um, and I'm not a fan of YouTube because it's a bullshit channel. But uh, <laughs> there's just so much garbage on YouTube from all the all the quasi want to be self proclaimed gurus uh, that haven't not a clue uh, what the hell they're doing. But yet there's thousands and thousands and even hundreds of thousands of people following a faulty approach, and it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting from smc to ict and all that other nonsense right but here sentiment is leading to the downside four minutes before the candle breaks and goes lower because what's happening in there is the institutions are not yet getting aggressive because they still see retail money flow coming into that market and they're not going to get aggressive until they realize or recognize that that money flow has in fact dissipated to nothing. So now it's time to shake them out of the market by going short. And that's what happens. Happens all the time. So the only thing remaining is the component or the numbers of how much of that is retail money flow. Very small. But if you've got free money you know, coming at you by you know, retail traders hitting an asking price, you know, and they're just letting it hit, letting it hit, and then letting it hit. And then as soon as that money flow has, in fact, dissipated to nothing, then the institutions go heavy on the shorts. And 95% of their activity is not market making. It's aggressive price taking. And that's where they're going to shake them out. They certainly don't do that aggressive price taking on four-hour charts or no. daily charts. Or no, they don't give a damn about or, those. They don't no, give a damn about a crap. those. Because yeah. if you—that's another thing that irritates me. If you look at, you know, if you look at the indexes, you know, they're looking at that differential or that that the disparity between money flow in money flow out and if they can realize an increase in their gains by moving money across borders that is what's causing you know the differential to expand you know when we look at the indexes and the differentials that's what's causing that so if you're if you're stuck to price action if you're stuck to the 4 hour chart the the daily chart, the four hour, the one hour, the thirty minute, the fifteen minute, you know, the institutions don't care about that. They're looking for opportunity right now where they can speculate and take an advantage of what's out there in terms of limit orders, where they can, you know, move the markets or in conjunction with other institutions, move the markets and take advantage of what's coming into the market and what's going out. But if they see an increased revenue stream or increased cash flow interest rate by moving money across borders, that's where it's going to go. Because it's risk free to them. 
you know, they're not trading per se. They're just holding money in another currency for a week or two weeks period of time. But it's absurd. It's absurd. So that's it. Anything else? Any last thoughts? No, no. Okay. And then in closing. In closing oh, no. Oh, yeah. Mute him. Somebody mute Nick. How do we do it? Oh, it's got to yeah. be a button. Here we go. Okay, that's it. Not not too much. Oh, that not wasn't too. bad. That was, it was. <laughs> wait, wait, one more. No, no. All right, we're good. We're good. All right. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, catch you guys on the flip side. All right. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. You've just listened to an episode of the FX Money Show, where every day Nick discusses analysis that drives traders' confidence through the roof. Subscribe to the podcast, enjoy the show, and discover your inner trader. The service of the FX Money Show is to provide foundational educational content to trading listeners of foreign exchange and other financial markets. Anything expressed in the FX Money Show by its producers or guests is educational in nature and in no way constitutes advice. You must understand the risks associated with trading financial products and use only capital you can afford to risk. 